It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 4th, 2020. My name is Phil Brossmark. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, yes, we're going to talk about it. The Orlando Magic's loss to the Oklahoma City Thunders. The Magic dropped their second straight game of the season. They're now 4-2 and two on the year. A little bit of panic setting in, but some definitely some concern. We'll talk about what went wrong in the Magic's loss to the Thunder. We'll also talk about the shooting woes that continue to plague the team before we preview the Magic's upcoming game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll get to all that here in just a second, but before we do that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Oklahoma City Thunder's perspective on Saturday's game? Check out Locked On Thunder. Want to look ahead to the Cleveland Cavaliers after their big win over the Atlanta Hawks? Check out Locked On Cavs. No matter what your team is, I was actually previewing the Magic on Locked On Cavs uh, last week as well. Uh, no matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code locked on for 20% off your next order. There are good days and bad days in the NBA. Um, every team is going to win a game by 20. Every team is going to lose a game by 20. It's the nature of the league. There are so many games. You catch guys on an off night. Things happen. There are shocking upsets every night. There are disappointing defeats every season. It doesn't make them sting any less. It doesn't excuse them. It doesn't change the narrative. It doesn't change 
where it fits into the course of the season or how you're feeling at the time, but it is a reality of the NBA. And as I often say, the regular season is about how you respond. The Orlando Magic were coming off a very disappointing loss at Philadelphia 76ers on New Year's Eve that demanded a clear response, that demanded a team playing with more focus and more energy. And yes, the Magic were facing a ton of injuries. Uh, Evan Fournier was out with back spasms. Michael Carter-Williams set the lineup. And while Terrence Ross did return to the lineup, the team was shorthanded and still trying to figure things out, figure itself out again. The fact of the matter is, this Magic team has lost its mojo. But what did happen on Saturday was the Magic didn't come out with the necessary energy, the necessary focus, and the necessary execution. Problems snowballed and compiled from there, but it all starts there. And if you want to be disappointed with anything about the Magic's 108-99 to loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday, it starts there. I don't think effort and energy have necessarily been a problem this year. It's been all about attention to detail and discipline. It's been all about doing the little things necessary to win. Now, the Magic in their four wins found them by the end of the game. By the fourth quarter, they found it. They found that necessary formula, that necessary energy, that necessary focus to win key basketball games. And to win them impressively. I mean, you can look at the Miami game. You can look at the the Washington games. You can look at the Oklahoma City game and point to something the Magic didn't do well and say, but they won despite this. And that's a good thing. You You don't ignore it. You don't not work on the things that you need to work on. But it is a good thing to be able to learn these lessons while winning. The Sixers made them pay for all their shortcomings, for everything that they were doing wrong. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the Magic came to the the game against the Thunder still doing a lot of these things wrong. The first half was full of fouling. Orlando gave up, I believe, was 19 free throws in the first half. They did not do a good job. You know, they did a decent job keeping their man, their man in front of them, but they did not do a good job finishing the play. Eventually, Oklahoma City was able to get into the paint and kick out to the three-point line or get to the foul line, even if there was good defense. The Magic offense, like it did against Philadelphia, settled for mid-range jumpers. They didn't move the ball. They didn't get in the paint. They didn't test the thunder, and they didn't get to the foul line. The things that the Magic have to do to be successful. Orlando found some some energy with Terrence Ross, and that staked them a little bit of a lead. But outside of Terrence Ross and Nikola Vucevic, the Orlando Magic were not getting quality shots. We're not getting the rhythm jumpers that made their offense sing through the first four games of the year. That has to change, and that, that's something that, that Steve Clifford said the Magic worked on in practice on Sunday. But it is still impossible. It is still impossible to win games playing the way the Magic played on Saturday. It is still impossible for the Magic to find success if they are this far out of rhythm on both ends of the floor. Players say that they need to use their defense to feed their offense. Their defense has to be the catalyst for their success. And so far it isn't. So far they're not generating the turnovers. They're not generating the the push that they need to get easy baskets, to relieve the pressure off an offense that just 
can't space the floor. An offense that is trying too hard to do things it thinks it needs to do rather than things it needs to do. This was my big point coming out of the Philadelphia game. The trap of playing with pace is thinking you take the quick shot rather than the best shot. And Steve Clifford noted that too, saying the Magic uh, had to paint touch in less than half of their possessions in Saturday's game. I've gone five minutes into this discussion without saying the giant elephant in the room. And we're going to talk more about the giant elephant in the room here in a sec. The Magic shot 37% from the floor, 40 for 108, and just 10 for 38 from beyond the arc. That's not going to get the job done. Orlando did outscore Oklahoma City in the paint. They did do a good job keeping the Thunder out of the paint. I think the Thunder had only 37 points in the paint. That's a good job. Orlando's defense actually played well by the end of the game. But the pressure that the Magic's offense put on that defense was too much. It's, a, it's like a football team. If you, watch a lot, if you watch a lot of football team that doesn't have a good enough offense, eventually that defense grows tired. The defense is going to make mistakes. They're going to give up points. It's an NBA game. The, the trick is to give up, is to have fewer of those breakdowns than, than possible and to make it up on the offensive end. The Magic just could not make it up on the offensive end. And what was a close game, a nip-and-tuck game, throughout, eventually Orlando was fell behind by five, six points off of just possessions where they missed multiple shots, multiple open shots at that. Not much you can do about those. You, you just live with those. But missed shots, multiple open shots, and then gave up shots on the other end. It's a disappointing loss for sure. Not to say that the Magic, again, made some progress defensively. They looked better defensively. They got open shots on offense, which, again, is all you can ask for. But they got to execute and they got to make them. Each one of these games counts. Each one of these games matter. And it's going to matter by the time we get to the end of the season. The Magic, though, just did not have enough to get there. Did not have enough to get to the finish line. Did not have enough execution like they've had in their four wins to win the basketball game. The Thunder could make threes. They didn't make a ton of them. They only made 13. 13 of 41, also 31.7%. But they made enough jumpers elsewhere. They got to the line for 21 free throws while the Magic only shot 12. To me, that says the Magic weren't aggressive enough getting into the paint. And certainly that played out. The Magic fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 108 to 99. Running through some basic box score stats here. Nikola Vucevic had a stellar game. 30 points, 13 for 21 shooting, 4 for 7 from beyond the arc, 13 rebounds. He was the only player on the team that shot better, or two players on the team shot 50% or better. Nikola Vucevic and Ken Birch. Ken Birch, 5 points, 2 for 4 shooting. Obviously, no one's going to go crazy over that. And I think Ken Birch is having a very nice start to the season. But overall, the Magic just could not find anyone to relieve the pressure offensively. Terrence Ross scored 16 of his 26 in the first half. He ends up shooting 9 for 21, 4 for 9 from the young there. He's really the only other offensive option the Magic had that they could rely on consistently. Aaron Gordon at 15 points on 6 for 15 shooting, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. He did some nice things. It was probably his best game of the season. Um, you know, he said he, he said after the game that his hamstring felt the best it's felt all year in that game. He's hoping to be off his minutes restriction. I thought he was a little reckless going to the basket at times. Um, settling for mid-range jumpers for sure as well. Um, but overall, I think he, he did move a lot better. And, and I think that, uh, again, his defense was was pretty good as well throughout the course of the game. So I think there were some positive signs there. Markel Fultz, only 12 points, 5 for 16 shooting, 8 assists against 3 turnovers. 
Um, really struggled with the Thunder's length and the paint. They did a good job walling him off, kind of forcing him to think a little bit too much again. So much of what the Magic have to do is about reacting and being aggressive. I, I don't care if the Magic have the fewest turnovers in the league. I think that's ultimately a good thing. That's part of what Steve Clifford offense does. Um, but I think the Magic need to be aggressive, and I'd, I'd give up a few turnovers to be a little bit more assertive and to push the tempo and push the issue a little bit more. When the Magic found their most success was because Fultz was in the paint. That's not just in Saturday's game. That's overall. That's something that he's got to do, and it's something I really think he has to realize. But again, you ask for open shots. Orlando got open shots. We'll talk about that here in a sec. But Michael Carter-Williams, 2 for 11, 0 for 4 shooting, starting for Evan Fournier. That is a huge loss. Dwayne Bacon, 2 for 11, 0 for 4 as well for 5 points. I'm not going to complain a ton about the shots shots that they get they got or even their shot selection. I think Dwayne Bacon was a little bit poor with some of his shot choices. Um, but these guys got to know, these guys got to hit their shots, number one, when they're open. But they got to know, okay, maybe a closeout and a pump fake and a step in is fine. Uh, I know there's that CBS Sports article that came out talking about how the Magic are shooting way too many mid-range jumpers. You know, honestly, I'm someone that believes there are multiple ways to skin a cat. You, you know, the Magic are not playing for a championship. They don't need the most efficient offense in the league. They need to shoot mid-range jumpers, though, effectively enough to make it worth their time. And that's the thing that they haven't done so far. Their mid-range jump shooting has not been fantastic this year. Marco Fultz was a great mid-range jump shooter last year. He's not been as good this year so far. Um, the Magic have to make these shots. If they're going to take them, they have to make them. Um, and again, that's something that they struggle to do in this game for sure. Um, that article, I think Cherry picked a lot of issues. I don't think it's completely wrong. Um, I think that it is criticizing the Magic for playing to essentially their strength. This is not a good three-point shooting team. Um, and so I think that, I think that you know, and I'll, I'm going to dive in and discuss this a little bit more. But, you know, Nikola Vucevic is a great mid-range jump shooter. Markel Fultz is a great mid-range jump shooter. Yeah, I don't want Aaron Gordon shooting pull-up mid-range jump shots. But that's not necessarily a bad shot. The Magic do need to do a better job getting into the paint. They do need to do a better job getting into the rim. And they need to continue getting the foul line. When they are when they go to the foul line, they win. That's that's the bottom line. They, make up a lot, they made up a lot of those points uh, in those first four games from the foul line. They did not do that in the last two games. And that's, I think, a big reason why uh, their offense struggled or, or stayed at 99. I mean... If you're going from 12 free throw attempts to 20, that's eight points right there. Um, and so if you're, you know, even in a, in a, even on a uh, on a bad shooting night like this, eight points gets you to 107. That's one point from the final final margin. So you're you're in the game. So not getting to the foul line is literally taking the magic out of these games, and and that's something that they have to have to do better. Um, but again, the the answer for the magic from Saturday really was simple. They have to make shots, and it's worth diving into to say a little bit more about the kind of shots that the Magic are getting and whether the Magic can do a whole lot better. We'll get into that coming up here in just a moment. But first, College Football National Championship, College Football Playoff Championship game is coming up on Monday. Not this Monday, next Monday. Uh, The NFL playoffs start this week. It's time to get into the game with the only place that has you covered and the only place you can trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the NFL playoff games, that college football playoff, your daily NBA games, or anything else, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your sports book experts. The NBA. 
NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. The answer to why the Magic lost on Saturday is is. is Frankly, quite simple. Uh, you know, I, I wish there was a more complex way to say it. And, and, and you know, there is a little bit. There, there's a little bit of complexity. But the bottom line is, the Magic shot 37%, 40 for 108, and 10 for 38 from beyond the arc. They made only 9 of 12 free throws. They only got to the line for 12 free throws, which suggests two things. One, the Magic were not aggressive enough getting into the paint and trying to attack and force action to get open shots. So they were kind of settling for those one, two pass shots that are not effective for the team, even with the pace they're trying to play. And two, suggests the Magic missed a lot of open shots. And in fact, the Magic did indeed miss a lot of open shots. There were at least two or three possessions where the Magic had three shots at their basket. Three, I mean, obviously they had 108 field goals and, and the Thunder were in the 80s with field goal attempts. Some of that had to do with the Thunder's more free throws, but the Magic got plenty of chances. Uh, throughout the course of the game. Again, there are at least two possessions where the Magic missed a shot, got the rebound, missed a tip in, got the rebound, kicked it back out, and missed an open three. At least two, and there are probably three or four. The Magic just could not hit a single shot to save their lives. Outside of Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross to combine to score 56 of the team's 99 points and make 22 of 42 shots, Orlando win an icy 18 for 66, just 27.3%. Again, this ain't 2K. You can't beat a team with just one player. You need multiple players to score and to win, and to win these games. Looking at the team's shot quality, at least from a, a, a holistic approach, the Magic seemed to get the better shots. They outscored the Thunder in the paint 46-34, a positive sign. The, Thunder made, the, the Magic only made 23 of 54 shots in the paint, so they left a lot of shots in the paint that they should make. So part of me believes that Saturday's game was half just a really bad night. That's why I kind of led the way I did. The Magic had a really bad night. That doesn't excuse that they lost. They still should have won the game. But the Magic are shooting 52.9% in the paint, leading the league in field goal attempts in the paint that are not in the restricted area. So again, maybe they could do a little bit better getting to the rim and getting to the basket, but the Magic are getting shots close to the rim. They are getting in the paint. Again, maybe not something that they did so well in this game or get the quality of shots that they want in the paint. I do think the Magic have run into the problem where they get too deep into the paint where they're not able to kick out and they're surrounded by the defense so they're ending up taking really difficult shots. But Orlando still took a ton of open shots. In fact, Orlando took, what, 38 three-pointers in, in, uh, in Saturday's game? According to NBA.com's tracking statistics, 32 of those 38 three-pointers 
the closest defender was four or more feet away from the shooter. 32 of 38. Orlando went five for 22 on three-pointers where the closest defender was six-plus feet away. Five for 22 on wide-open three-pointers, on shots that categorically you should take. I don't care how bad of a shooter Michael Carter-Williams is. I don't care what his percentages are. He needs to take open threes. When he gets an open shot, when the ball swings to him and he is wide open, take the shot. Magic should probably work on getting better shooters so that that's not a problem and that's going to free up everything for everyone else, especially for Markel Fultz. But if you're getting open shots, take the shot. Don't hesitate. Don't think twice. When you think, that's when you get into trouble. Take the open shot. It is exceedingly hard to pass up open looks. And if there's any little bit of doubt, don't take the shot. Do a pump fake, drive in one step, and take a rhythm jumper. Take a rhythm off the dribble jumper. But the Magic, largely, you know, at least from the three-point line, got the kind of open looks that you want. 22 of their 38 threes were wide open with the closest defender six or more feet away. You're supposed to pass up on a shot like that? You're supposed to not take that shot? I don't think the Magic should apologize for taking open shots, even with mediocre or subpar shooters because those are practice shots that you should be taking anyway. Now, quality, pass quality, I think, has been an issue for the Magic the last two seasons. Um, that is that is something that they got to work on and improve on as well, uh, and that can affect whether a player ultimately takes that shot or not. But the Magic got their looks on Saturday. Again, not an excuse. They still needed to find a way to win the game. But it suggests to me that Saturday was more of a fluke than anything else, even with the Magic down Evan Fournier. The real issue, as Steve Clifford pointed out in Sunday's practice, is that the Magic need more paint touches. They need to get they need to continue to work to get these shots by working inside out. And far too often when the Magic's offense stalls, and this is not just in Saturday's game, this is throughout the course of the season, it's because the Magic are taking quick shots. They're confusing pace with speed and not intensity. Pace means intensity, not speed. Not how quick your possession lasts. The Magic have to work for better shots. Their ball movement and their assists are way down this year, and it's not just because of their free throw shooting. The Magic are struggling to move the ball and move the defense. They're bailing the defense out with quick three-pointers and quick mid-range jumpers. And that part has to stop. Teams are starting to change how they defend this Magic team. They're walling up the paint to stop Markel Fultz from getting inside, and they're daring someone else on the Magic to beat them off the dribble. And especially now with Evan Fournier out, and potentially he's questionable again for, for Monday's game. With Evan Fournier out, with Evan Fournier out or potentially missing an extended period of time, they're only going to do that more. They're only going to force the Magic to, to, to find a different way to attack, to attack a crowded lane and beat them from the three-point line. And just like teams have good, have bad nights, teams have good nights. The Magic are going to win a game where they just make a ton of threes. Actually happened with Cleveland last year at one point, where the Magic just made a ton of threes and the Cavs had no chance to win because of it. The Magic don't have any way out of this problem. To be frank, the biggest issue the Magic have is the same issue that they've had for the last 10 years. They don't have enough shooting. 
They haven't put the emphasis on shooting. They haven't put a premium on adding shooters to this roster. And they are paying the price for it. Having guys off the bench you can shoot makes it easier to plug and play. Starting Michael Carter-Williams next to Marco Fultz, it's not going to work. It didn't work last year statistically. It's not working this year statistically. It's The Magic, honestly, the Magic would be better off. I, I Honestly, I think the Magic would be better off starting Jordan Bone or one of the two-way guys who at least nominally can shoot over Michael Carter-Williams at this point. Keep Carter-Williams in that contained role that you have him in coming off the bench. Or bite the bullet and finally start Terrence Ross if Evan Fournier is going to be out. I think that kills your bench production, but the Magic can't keep getting off to the bad starts that they've been getting off off to the last two, two games. It's not easy. There are no easy solutions here. And simply saying, keep shooting, have faith the shots will go in, that's only going to take you so far. That's the reality where the Magic are at. They're still finding the ways to make their offense work. And they know that it can. But they've got to be conscientious and smart about how they do it. And at the end of the day, they've got to make some damn shots. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's upcoming game with the Cleveland Cavaliers coming up here in just a moment. But first, the improved Built Bar is back and even more delicious than ever in 18 amazing flavors, including cookies and cream, carrot cake, coconut almond, banana bread, mint brownie, and a whole lot more. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're the perfect snack for the health-conscious person. Give yourself a little energy boost while while indulging in a delicious treat to help you lose or maintain weight. Bars are low-calorie with most of them under 150 calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. No matter what your flavor is, you can find a Built Bar for you. Go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we will recap and talk all about the Atlanta Magic's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers as the Atlanta Magic schedule continues nonstop. We'll be here with all the action throughout the week. The Orlando Magic take on the Cavaliers on Monday. They'll take take on them again at the Amway Center on Wednesday. I will be at Wednesday's game before they start what is perhaps the most difficult stretch of the season starting on Friday in Houston. They'll go to Dallas on Saturday, then they'll play Milwaukee on Monday, and then a extremely difficult road trip that takes them to Boston, Brooklyn, New York, Indiana, and Minnesota. After that, the schedule at least on paper, lightens up a little bit, so the Magic just have to survive the next kind of two weeks, next three weeks really, uh, and then we'll see where they are at. Obviously, big game then coming up here on Monday and Wednesday against Cleveland Cavaliers uh, as the Magic try to uh, kind of stay in the race and, and stay afloat after their strong start, kind of build off the strong start that they've had. Obviously, two straight losses have been difficult. 
This matchup, though, against the Cleveland Cavaliers is an interesting one. Both teams are 4-2. Both have some things that they probably really like are you know certainly among the surprises in the NBA early on in the season. Um, and both teams are trying to kind of prove themselves and what they can do. Certainly the Cavaliers, more than anything else, have a lot to prove. They're, they're trying to show that they can be a playoff contender this year. And they've done some really nice things. Um, obviously, Colin Sexton... Uh, has really upped his scoring and become a really dynamic player. Um, you know, the stories about him in Alabama, about how how much of a competitor he was, that's finally coming to the front here in the NBA. Had a great game against the Atlanta Hawks. He scored 27 points in a 99-91 to win uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, an upset win over the Atlanta Hawks. But that game was certainly a, a struggle for Cleveland, too. Although their defense played very, very well against Atlanta, um, Cleveland, not the most consistent offensive team either. Um, they, you know, they have dynamic. They have two good scoring guards in Darius Garland uh, and Colin Sexton. They've got some decent shooters. Uh, you know, oh, uh, especially Chetty Osmond's probably a, a solid shooter. Uh, and, and they have Andre Drummond, who who does some great work on the inside and has had a great start to the season as well. Um, but this is a team that's really built on their defense. And I think if Orlando is going to get out of this offensive funk, this is a really difficult team to do that against. The one thing that I think the Magic have really struggled with offensively throughout the course of the season, it was certain, certainly apparent against Philadelphia, certainly apparent in both games, honestly, against Oklahoma City, is they struggle with guards that have length. And Sexton is not the biggest guard, and Garland's not the biggest guard. It's kind of a two-point guard lineup, so they can attack that. But everywhere else, there's a lot of length. You know, whether it's Andre Drummond or JaVale McGee in at center, or Larry Nance Jr., they've got guys that can guard and, and really force you into difficult shots and 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 kind of keep you from getting into your offense uh, and really kind of make you think a little bit when you get into the lane especially. Cleveland is very, very good at forcing turnovers, so I think a key point in this game is going to be whether the Magic can protect the ball. They've been very good at turnovers this year. It's going to be really key to keep Cleveland out of transition, make them execute in the half court where, you know, Cleveland doesn't have a ton of shooters. Sexton isn't a great shooter. Garland is an okay shooter, but not not a great shooter at this point. Their, their offense is very much like Orlando's. It can get gummed up very, very easily. Again, Cleveland's built a lot of its early season success on its defense and, and being able to get out and transition and build off its defense, kind of the way the Magic want to play, ideally. The, the, these two teams are not dissimilar in any way. Um, the difference is Cleveland's playing a lot better defensively right now, and, and that's going to be a, a big thing in this game. If Orlando cannot crack that defense, if Orlando cannot get stops and, and stop dribble penetration, especially, and that's something that I think Sexton and Garland are going to put a lot of pressure. Sexton and Garland, and honestly Andre Drummond with the screening, are going to put a lot of pressure on this Magic team to stop dribble penetration, keep ball containment, and keep them out of the paint. That's going to be a big storyline. I think this game's going to be decided on, on a few stats. On turnovers, points off turnovers especially, uh, and free throws. Whoever shoots the more free throws is going to win the game. Um, if the Magic have the defensive discipline and they don't foul, they're going to have a good chance of winning this game. Uh, Orlando's got to do a better job getting into the paint, being patient and, and in their attacks. Um, if they can do that, they will have their opportunities to win. The, Cleveland, Cleveland is playing very, very well right now. Don't get me wrong. I, I think Orlando can bounce back, and I think they can certainly compete. I think that the, the series that they're going to have the next, next two outings are going to be very, very competitive. This is not last year's Cleveland team, and despite the injuries, they won't have Kevin Love, they will not have Isaac Okoro, they will not have Kevin Porter Jr. Despite the injuries, Cleveland has shown that it can play. If Orlando can get some pressure offensively, uh, you know, Atlanta struggled a little bit with their shot. You know, I think there was some tired legs there from the back-to-back coming back from Brooklyn. If Orlando can get shots going, can get their offense moving, you know, if Terrence Ross catches fire, they're going to, they, they can win this game. And certainly Orlando should feel like they can win this game. 
Um, these two teams are, you know, I, I, I want to say Orlando is better than them, but they're not playing better than them right now. And if the Magic don't have Evan Fournier, it's going to be that much tougher. This will not be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Cleveland is playing very, very well, and it's going to be a good challenge for Orlando these next two games to see if they can crack a defense that is playing extremely well. Tip-off at the Amway Center is scheduled for 7 o'clock. We'll have complete coverage of this game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross with Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.